Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new Two Cyber Checks podcast. You're about to join Erica and Jax for an inclusive cybersecurity conversation designed to educate and break the stereotypes of cybersecurity professionals while providing life hacks on how to handle burnout, networking, and goal setting. Knowledge is power. Now, more than ever. Wow, Erica, are you looking forward to today's discussion? We've had so many, everybody that's listening to this, if you just saw, we've had so many technical issues. My internet went haywire, but it wasn't my internet going out as my like laptop not picking up my internet. And then I switched to three different laptops. Then we are going to record this on Restream, that crash. And now we're here back on StreamYard. And man, this is just going to have to be an amazing episode, Erica. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, when you don't succeed at first shot, keep trying again and again and again. So we're going to have to make it a bomb episode. We were talking about what we should discuss today. And something that came to mind with the season that we're in is conferences. Because I know it's something that can be very daunting, especially the first time that you attend one. And I know, Jax, you were a most recent attendee of conferences. So I'm going to pick your brain. You were at RSA. I think that was the most recent conference that you attended. You did some really good connects out there. In my mind, you are kind of like the poster child of using your time wisely, of putting yourself out there, of making the most of the event and networking, and just you know making the event work for you. So I want to hear a little bit about like what you did to prepare for it. Yeah, RSA was such a cool experience. Anybody that doesn't know what RSAC is, it's one of the biggest conferences within cybersecurity. And they're and it's both private and the public sector. And it's not like a black hat or a DEF CON, like a hacking conference, although there are hackers there, but it's more of an industry base. So you're going to have, I mean, it's when I say massive, I'm talking massive vendor floor. And my goal, because this was the first RSA since COVID, and there were a, I think that I'm throwing a number out there, but it was roughly like 30, 40,000 people. Like it's big. There was a lot of people. Maybe it wasn't that big. Maybe it's 20,000, but there's quite a few people. And so my goal was, I was going to be hosting rooms. RSA had actually, since I was a room host, they were paying for my entry fee, which is like two to $3,000. So I had that as part of my day. But the rest of the time, I was there with my media badge for two cyber chicks in my other, my other YouTube channel. And so I decided I wanted to make connections. And the best way to do that is to interview people. So as you know, Erica... I just started going ham. I reached out to as many people as I knew. And I wasn't surprised, but it was a pleasant surprise, I guess, in a way that when I started reaching out to people and letting them know, hey, I'm going to be at the conference. I'm doing these interviews. Love to interview you. They would then give me recommendations, sometimes even without me having to ask. And I was booked. I think I did 20 interviews in like three or four days. And I was running and gunning from you know six in the morning till seven to eight at night. And I didn't even do evening parties. And I was very, very focused. So I think when you go to these conferences, it is great to go around. And and I went to the vendor hall. I tell people, 
for, I was there for 45 minutes and it's because I need to do a 25 minute interview. I didn't touch the vendor hall. I was in, I was particularly focused with the speaker section and going into targeted networking events. There was a couple of women networking events, things like that. And outside of that, I really didn't go on the vendor floor. I mean, next year, it's a different strategy. But I think depending on what you're wanting to do, who you're wanting to network with, what is your strategy, determine that before you go there. And then I think that also gets into like clothing, attire, like what are you going to wear? And for you, Erica, we're going like, hey, how would you view it? What would be some things that you would do? RSA, maybe even black hat that you might look at as a way to strategize even attire before you go? Yeah. So I think it depends on what the purpose is. I think you brought it, you brought that up. And I think it's really important to highlight here for the conversation is what are you seeking to achieve? So are you there to represent your organization or are you going as an individual independent contributor? Because I think that that distinction needs to be clear from the get-go. So if I were going to represent my organization, I'm likely going to be in that vendor floor and I'm likely going to be seeking out strategic partnerships. I am absolutely going to be in a blazer because I'd rather be overdressed than underdressed and your girl loves blazers. So I would absolutely be more inclined to seek an agenda that would be strategic in terms of partnerships, maybe potentially seeking out clients that are going to be on the vendor floor, seeking out happy hours, seeking out whatever types of networking events are going to, again, be the best use of my time and the resources. Since, I mean, these events, not only are they expensive, but they're not every weekend. They're not every week. They're not often even every month, right? So like you have to use your time wisely and you want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward. And that's why that planning aspect that you just brought up is so important. Now, the independent route is awesome because that's kind of how you did it, right? Like you were able to go out there and do what worked for Jax. And I think that that's where you can dress more creatively. You can let your personality shine through because you are not, you're representing Jax. You're not representing a large organization and you're able to reach out to the people that you want to reach out to in a strategic fashion, obviously, but it's, it's a catered experience based on who you're representing. So that's kind of what I want to emphasize here. Yeah, that's a great, great point. I love the blazer comment. And I, I think that I would probably wear a blazer as well, just because one of the best advice is actually, this is the story that like popped in my head when you thought, when you said that is when I was running my defense company, that was a intelligence firm. I had my own firearms business and I would go to SHOT Show. That's the name of this big gun conference. It's like RSA for guns and for anything, for firearms, for all kinds of like gear, whatever you're wanting and the who's who go there. And so I showed up just like you would at like RSA, you got the hacker dudes. I showed up as like the chick that's the tactical gal. My name was Tactical Diva. That was the organization organization's name at the time without post gray. And I got pulled off to the side and somebody mentored me and they told me, they're like, I know what you're trying to do. We totally get it. People understand like you're legit, you're a special ops, you've worked in special ops, all that. But if you want to gain respect from the people that you're wanting to build a partnership with, with your organization, it's not going to be other gun gurus like that per se. It's going to be 
those executives of those companies. And that's the exact same mindset when I go into these conferences, because you have those different diversity of people and you know, those hacker people with hoodies and, and that's great. And I don't like do your thing. That's awesome. It all depends on who are you going to try to connect with? Because we do live in a world that if somebody walks up with a blazer on like yourself versus if I walk up with a hoodie they're probably going to be more apt to address you in a more professional manner, maybe even consider you as what you are an executive at, at an organization versus me. They may just assume, okay, they're just, maybe they're a really good hacker. I'm going to get less attention in that area that I might want to have those partnerships. So I think attire is really critical because first impressions, it could be, like you said, these only happen once a year. So make sure your first impression is worth it. I even say, if you're not a blazer person or maybe you're not a suit person and you have a brand, like I think my next strategy that I'm going to do, Erica, is I'm going to get my new logo printed on t-shirts, get different colors for every day. And then I'm going to get a super simple blazer, like a really funky one. It has like crunch sleeves on the side or whatever. So it's not like a stiff blazer. And that's going to be my attire is my t-shirts with my blazer and some nice jeans or something or slacks. You don't have to go all ham and do a full piece suit and be super uncomfortable. I think just going that little bit just shows your effort and just elevates you a little bit. But it's all about where, where you want to go with it when you're at a conference and everything. But I think the networking at the end, like I'm not a big drinker, neither are you. And I need my sleep. And I know some people are like, man, that's where it all happens at the parties. And I am going to tell you, I disagree. I think happy hours are, is like where it happens because after a certain time, it's like, it gets a little colorful. And if you're somebody that can go out and party until late at night, awesome. But don't think that you have to, because I've heard that feedback, like, man, you have to go to all, to all the parties and do all of that. No, show up, be there for 30 minutes to an hour, be intentional about who you want to meet and then get out of there and go get rest. I don't know if you feel the same way, how your strategy is on that. Yes. But. yes. Not to mention, I mean, you and I, we're introverted, right? We're like selectively outgoing introverts. So we do need to replenish the cup. And so when, when it comes to these events, I mean, they're socially overwhelming. They can be, especially after we just got done living through a pandemic. So hello, going into one of these conferences can be very, very daunting, especially if you've never done it before or thinking through all of these little things in your brain, like, am I going to shake hands with everybody? Do I fist bump people? Do I elbow tap them? What do I do? What are people comfortable with? I mean, there's so many things that you have to think about that you didn't have to think about before. And in terms of like the events, like I want to emphasize, like go in with an agenda. So you did an awesome job of prepping. You knew exactly who you were going to be connecting with at this event. And I would say, if you are listening to this, you likely already have a few people in mind, or at least a few companies in mind that you would like to learn more about. I mean, use this as a network opportunity. Emphasize making meaningful connections rather than making tons of them, right? This is a quality over quantity because who cares if you met a hundred people if none of them remember your name versus if you touched paths with three individuals that will remember your name, that you can follow up with on LinkedIn after the event. Hey, so-and-so, it was great connecting with you, especially enjoyed talking about X, Y, Z. Next steps, would love to set up a call with you, You know, would be interested in 
continuing this relationship in whatever fashion, right? Whether it's learning from them, whether it's just following their content, you know, what are you hoping to gain from that? And again, just seeing it as how do I make a meaningful relationship? And so something else that I would say is come prepared with like business cards, right? Whether you're representing yourself, your organization, I mean, bring a business card, have a name tag. I think that those things, while they may seem silly, some people honestly forget because you're so caught up with all the other details of the event. So on the business card, I'm going to throw like a little curveball on that a little bit because I never carry business cards. I agree with you. But if somebody's listening, they're like, oh man, business cards, because that's me. Because I'm like, uh, I hate business cards. Because literally, if somebody gives me a business card, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to have to like put this in my phone and do all the things. So what I say is, If you do, I think business cards are good though, Erica, because there are some people that aren't like me, that aren't millennials, that like business cards. So I say go 50-50 on it. But I leverage LinkedIn. There's a way of doing... I learned this actually at RSA. It was really cool. But there is a QR code on LinkedIn. You pull it up, they turn it around, put their phone. It's such a novelty that people will do it. They'll be like, wait, you can scan Let me... Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, do you have a LinkedIn? Let me show you this. And then the next thing you know, you guys are connected. And so that's a strategy. If you're not somebody- Great alternative. Yeah. Like do that, but make sure there's a way where you give information to them. Is it, if it's a business card, but make sure that there is a way that you can follow up with them because otherwise you met somebody and and that happens. It goes back to intention. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because yeah, business cards and there's actually, and I want to try this and anybody listening, if you've done this, reach out to us, let us know, link, hit us up on LinkedIn or something, but there's these metal cards that you can like, you tap the top of a phone and it like puts the information in the phone. That's your business card. And you just tap people's phone. I want to try that. I want to see. Yeah. That sounds awesome. But then I'm like, we live in in like cybersecurity and how many people would you trust to be like, yeah, let me just tap your phone and put all my contact mm-hmm. on your phone. My first thought is like, <laughs> there's a virus on there. No, well, it depends phone. on what conference you're going to, right? At Black Hat, I would absolutely not even yeah. have my phone remotely available. <laughs> and that's when I would absolutely have either like a business card yeah. or a little notepad where I'm writing people's LinkedIn's down because Black Hat is not a conference where I'm going to be readily around with my phone running around. Nope. RSA, different story, right? Different conferences, different styles. And I think that's also something to know is know the conference, know what the purpose is, know the kind of people that are going to be there. And then also know that some of these conferences are just really great ways for you to practice presenting yourself, elevator pitching, tools that you're going to need later on that are really going to pay off. And it's a kind of a I don't know, like a less intimidating way of doing it. Cause if you go and introduce yourself to, there's so many people, right? If you do that 20 times, it's only going to get easier. And in other aspects of your career, that's going to pay off tenfold. So there's so many benefits of attending these things. And something else that I would say is if you are interested in these conferences, let your organization know. Because traditionally, organizations will send sales personnel, so sales reps, to go and work the vendor hall, right? That's usually who goes, people from marketing or people from sales. So practitioners like you and I, unless we speak up, unless we are doing a speaker submission, unless we are asking, we are not going to be offered 
this opportunity because it is very costly to send these people out. So it is something that you should be pushing and escalating upward and pushing forward and finding creative ways. Like can you do what Jax did and, you know, run a room. How mm-hmm. awesome is that? You get to meet speakers. There's so many creative ways to get out there. So don't let the sticker, the sticker price shock you and keep you from attending these conferences if it is something that you want to do. I love that. All right. Well, we're going to take a wrap on that because that that's our time for today. But we will see you all here in a couple of weeks. It is around the holidays. So best best wishes to everyone. And then if last thing, if you have any guests that you think would be great for the show or you yourself would like to be on the show, reach out to us at two. That's the number two cyberchicks at gmail.com. And we would love it. If you scroll down on whatever platform you're using and hit that five-star review, you all are the best. And we hope you guys have a great one. See you soon. Catch you on the next one. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Two Cyber Chicks Podcast with Erica and Jax. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Thank you.